Tom, Ben, get down here now! Oh, what is it, Matthew? What are you doing sitting here in the dark? I'm not. You're not sitting? Wow, you're even shorter than I thought. No, I mean, I didn't choose to sit in the dark. The bulb's gone out. Oh, well, that's it. I guess we can add living room to the list of places in the flat we can no longer use. First the toilet and now this. What's happened to the toilet? Uh, nothing. Look, we are going to use this room again. A room without any light. What are you going to do? Develop photos? Make love to your ugly girlfriend. Develop a photo of you making love to your ugly girlfriend. No! And the joke's on you because I don't have a girlfriend. She left me. Ha! So who was that girl who came for dinner last week? That was my nan. So let me get this straight. You've designed a dark room so you can develop a photo of you making love to your nan. You're so weird. No, we're going to use this room again as a living room because one of you is going to change the light bulb. Well, it's not going to be me. I'm scared of heights. It's definitely not going to be me. I'm scared of weathering. There's only one way to decide this. We're going to have to have a... Flatshare slam down! Welcome to Flatshare Slamdown, the panel show that wishes it could be blinded by the light, revved up like a deuce, another rumour in the night. I'm the host and landlord, Matthew Crosby. <laughs> and while they're under my roof, they'll be following my rules. Let's meet the flatmates. It's Tom Parry and Ben Clark. <laughs> So, Tom, why uh, why this week are you not prepared to change the light bulb? Well, Matthew, I'm not going to change the light bulb because... Picture the scene. Down to the final two for the part of Uncle Fester in the Adams Family. And they asked me to pop a light bulb in my mouth. And it didn't light up. But, but only because I was chewing it. I didn't realise. So now I only ever associate light bulbs with failure. You can add this to that list. You <laughs> <laughs> look, look at Uncle Fester put a light bulb in his mouth and it lit up. Yeah, yeah. recognition is not the same as comedy, though. <laughs> and Ben, why are you not prepared to change the light bulb? I'm not going to change the light bulb because I fear change. <laughs> Which is also why I fear my underwear. <laughs> I don't change them. Once again, recognition not the same. <laughs> As comedy. So, uh, Tom, who have you brought with you this week? Well, terrible news. The council cuts have cut deep. They've cancelled the jamboree. So, the backlash starts here. I've hired one of my all-time best pals to start the petition to get the jamboree back. It's the wonderful Ms Bridget Christie! Hello, Bridget. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello. What kind of a flatmate are you? Or have you been? I mean, do you still... You live with your husband, live with your husband with, now, don't I've you? I've lived with people all my life. Since being... Since a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would say that I was quiet and menacing. Is this a, as a baby? I, <laughs> apparently. Really? Yeah. You're a menacing baby? Just to stare at people. Wow. Because I'm the youngest of nine children, so... Uh, yes, but that I left home at four... Uh, <laughs> and lied about my age back. to get a job in a local <laughs> newspaper. No, not, well, which I did, but I wasn't four. You were the six. baby reporter. I read about you. Yeah, that's really Well, yeah, she wrote up. the story. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have always lived with people. 
Well, but then when I was about 30, I got sick of them. And then I moved into a bedsit. But then there was about nine people in the house and a lot of them were weird or had problems. And they'd, this, the one next door to me, he used to put half-eaten bars of chocolate under my door. <laughs> was he trying to trap you? <laughs> he didn't put any message with it. Just, no. well, I got you something from Romania, but it was half-eaten. <laughs> Did you ever see this fellow, or did he Not communicate really. purely by... Through chocolate. ...half-eaten bounties? Oh, maybe he was oh, in love with you? Was it nice? Well, yeah, there was a ring in the chocolate. Oh! <laughs> no, a half-eaten ring. <laughs> well, it's lovely to have you here. Uh, ben... Ooh. And lots Ooh. of ghosts I've lived with. Well, we'll get back to that in just a moment, Bridget. You, uh... Isn't that... That was just like a housemate interview, where, like, you, you get someone round, and it's like, oh, this is going well, this is going well, this is going well, the final line. Oh, yeah, and by the way, I collect axes. What? Sorry, what? <laughs> Ben's also brought somebody along. Yes, well, uh, similar to Tom, I was organising an orgy, so <laughs> I brought my mate round, John Richardson. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's here to do the admin for the orgy, is that right? <laughs> I've changed your doorbell so that instead of ding-dong, it says gang-bang. <laughs> or it well says ding-dong. <laughs> I like it. Uh, John, Hi. changing the light bulb. Yeah. Any, uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> we are so going to win this. Oh, yeah. Wow. Sorry, no, you... Quite aggressive. Yeah, already, already Bridget's trying to psych you out. She knows some ghosts. She's got nine brothers and sisters who can beat you up. No. I, this I, is I all the fun you psyched me Bridget, out. I used to live next door to you and I used to post dog shit through your door. <laughs> <laughs> tell you it was a half-eaten Romanian Well, it was very well moulded, John. I'll give you that. I have a very tense rectum. <laughs> <laughs> what time does this podcast go out? <laughs> He's an anal craftsman, he really is now. <laughs> I can play that on the <laughs> yeah. The boy with the square rectum sounds like one of those Tim Burton shorts. <laughs> I used to live in a, a flat. Um, He's doing pretty well for himself. <laughs> it had those trendy light bulbs that are in the ceiling. Oh, yeah. And I genuinely didn't know how to change them. Spotlights. And I had to move because <laughs> there was only one that worked in the living room and it was becoming a ruddy nuisance. You should take Tom's advice. Tom, tell us how you uh, illuminate your bedroom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get an old Marmite jar and pop a tea light in it. Good stuff. Let's move on. <laughs> Spotlights, the ones that are in the ceiling, are, they always blow. And it's really difficult to replace them because apparently... No, because I've just been on holiday and the guy running the cottage complex, he had to keep coming because they all kept blowing. And Isn't that... Are we talking about Ben's orgy here? No, listen, sorry, because I need to tell John. You have to... There's a little thing that drops out of the hole in the ceiling. You have to lick it. This what? Is... No! 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 Can I just say, please do not try that at home? He and make them moist and then the light comes on and I said please don't do it and he was on our chair in the kitchen and the kids were running around and he was going <laughs> for, for them at home I'm licking my fingers <laughs> sorry so he would lick his finger and stick it into a basically a sock because all the bulbs he was saying and the connections come from Japan or somewhere and that they don't work here and now you know him purely as a ghost <laughs> anyway my light bulb story 
Well, that was it, that was it. <laughs> okay, it's, can you see that scar on my thumb? It's like a big lump. Yes, I can see that, yeah. For the listener at home, <clears throat> it's like a big lump. <laughs> I came up to London to work when I was six, as I said. And, um, no, I was 17. And um, I lived in this really grotty bedsit and the light bulb blew, so I went to change it and it all burst in my hand. And um, I had a really bad scar and I went to St Thomas's Hospital and they said, well, we've got to stitch you up. But before they did that, they gave me two electric shocks. What? And I said, why are you giving me him? What? My arm was tied up in this thing, like that. And I said, what are you doing? Are you sure this was a hospital you went to? <laughs> so they gave me one electric shock. I said, why are you giving me an electric shock? That really hurt and that was really awful. And they said, oh, we need to make sure that you haven't got any feeling before we stitch you up. And then I said, well, I can feel the needle. And she said, oh, I better give you another one. <laughs> I'm not making this up. If you're getting electric shocks in hospital so, and being told to lick light sockets, I'm going to wager that you're not making a great first impression of me. <laughs> and then they gave me two electric shocks. And then when they stitched it up, I could still feel it. You're like the human embodiment of Final Destination. You are definitely going to die with some sort of electricity, but we just don't know which which bit. Well, I'm looking forward to finding out which. <laughs> hey, Wouldn't would that be a great finale to the show? <laughs> well, let's find out as we launch it around one. Yeah. Oh, it was dark. Oh, it was dark. Yeah, it was dark. It was dark. And I really could not see. He could see. But then I changed. I changed the light bulb. And it shone its light on me. Shine your light! The light bulb says. Oh, yes, it says. Oh, it says on energy. It didn't just say that. Which means it was quite expensive, but not as bright as it should be. Oh, it's not as bright! Oh, energy saving light bulb. I know you're good ecologically. But you are so, so very ugly, ugly. And don't light up immediately Ah, you give me the right asshole! <laughs> oh brother, where art thou? Round one is uh, light bulb moments Oh, sorry, I always do this, don't I? <laughs> Can't we play my idea? Which was, uh, <laughs> just in case anyone's wondering, this show is not in any way scripted. I, uh, I had an idea for a libel raid called Dimmer Switch, which is a bit like Top Trumps. And someone names a celebrity and then you have to swap them with a similar celebrity who's not quite as clever. What, how about we play my game, Screw In Light Bulbs? where I have sex with the lights on. No, I don't think we're going to play that. I think we're going to play... Um... What about balaclava lamp? Where we have to have an armed robbery in a student's bedroom. No, we're, we're going to play light bulb moments because I've actually worked out how this, this one works. Balaclava um, lamp's not bad, John. Come on. Balaclava lamp, I'll give you. You should have opened with that. <laughs> And then left quietly. <laughs> uh, so light bulb uh, moments. In this game, each contestant has to pitch two inventions that already exist uh, without using its name or words from its name, and their opponent has to guess what they're pitching. Uh, they guess by using the phrase, we could call it, and then saying the name of the invention. So, for example, if Tom says, 
I've invented something that once people buy it, they won't be able to shut the fuck up about it. Bridget would respond, we could call it the iPad 2. <laughs> Simple. So whichever team pitches their inventions the quickest wins the uh, round. So Tom and Bridget, here are yours. Thank you all. Tom, your time starts now. Okay, I've got this incredible invention for you. Um, you like France, right? Everyone likes France. And people like Holland, right? Imagine a place that's like uh, both of those places, but not as important, right? Um, and we could, it could make something great, um, like uh, so like chocolate or something like that. I mean, like it could do, it could be the home of sprouts. Um, that's the idea. It'd be like okay. a country that's like the home of sprouts. And oh, like a farm or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Do like, I have to say it quickly? Yeah, yeah, it'd be a country. Oh, right, sorry. Everyone there would talk like with Belgium. us. Belgium! Belgium! Yeah, we could call it Belgium. Okay, only three to go. Um, okay, how about this, right? This is like an emotion where, like, somebody's nice and you're not nice and you think, oh, I wish I could be nice. <laughs> That'd be a good thing, wouldn't it? And be like, ah. Oh, I know what this is, and that is a terrible description. <laughs> um, well, God, it, that's good, isn't it? And mine's not very good. I wish I was good. I feel like I'm having a breakdown. <laughs> Sound like you are. <laughs> Say, like, if someone's like born, envious or something. Yeah, like that. Like that. Like that but way. like the thing you eat with ice cream at a <laughs> birthday. <laughs> Jealous. <laughs> you, yeah. Yeah, like, like what he said. You know, like what you eat ice cream uh, with at a party? Not with as in a spoon, but like next to. Oh, like a banana. No. no. <laughs> what I like about this game is Bridget's the only person in the room who doesn't understand it. Oh, I thought I had to make it funny. <laughs> By funny, you mean excruciatingly long, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I told you to make them go first. <laughs> Could be. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Jelly. Jealousy. Okay, Jealousy. I'm, I'm going to stop you there, and you should have really have pitched two more, but it, that lasted two and a half minutes already. So, uh, <laughs> so I think we're going to have to throw over. No, that's not fair, because we'll lose that now. <laughs> and you're the youngest of nine children, you say. <laughs> I thought we did quite well. I thought you did brilliantly, given the uh, people playing the game. Um, <laughs> Uh, John and Ben, it's your turn to, uh, right, to roll right. home. So that was two and a half minutes to get to. We'll say five minutes to get four, okay? So it's five minutes to beat, and please do beat it. Um, your, your time starts now. You know those big things that they cut down uh, to my paper? Yes. Well, you know how they're always so big? Yes. And you just think, couldn't we just make some really small ones? Yes. We could call them bonsai trees. We could! That's how you play. <laughs> oh, that's not... um, <laughs> we explained it twice before the show, Bridget. I wasn't listening! <laughs> You're cutting into their time, 30 seconds. Oh, um, okay, um... <laughs> um you know... Oh, this one's... I uh, could call them yeah. finished sentences. <laughs> yeah! Um, you know uh, the Muppets? They're great, right? Yes. Yes. But you know how sometimes when you go and see shows with things like the Muppets? Yes. You think, I like them, but I prefer what's behind them. 
with the big lights on them? No. <laughs> Reggie, I think you may still be in with the chance. <laughs> you know, you're watching the Muppets and you're like, I like these things. Yes. They're cool. I mean... Puppets. Yeah. <laughs> but behind them, when the big lights are on them, that's a better show. Ah. That's a better show that's happening behind them. I want to watch that show. Because that would be, we could call it... The background? Where's <laughs> <laughs> the background, John? The puppeteers? No, no. Behind them with the, the scene. Big, you know, when the, the lights are on you and behind you... The shadows! Yes! We could call them shadows. No! <laughs> You were so smug. <laughs> you are trying really hard. Do you know this one? Yeah. You're actually trying. I think everyone in the room trying. knows this one, John. You've, you've said you've said both of the words. You just need to combine them to make a really good invention. <laughs> <The> shadow scenes. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Oh, this, this is, is making me sweat. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. In, in ten seconds, they'll have beaten you. No! There was shadow puppets, I think everyone. <laughs> one could work that out. Oh, what, what a comeback! What a comeback! Um, oh, no one ever expected, but Bridget and Tom won that round. They're in the lead. Oh, the underdogs. That was like cool runnings where they don't fall out the bobsleigh. I think we all need a lie down after that. So. Uh, Can I Myself, like in half a second. Yeah, of course. I'm so sorry, but I thought time, time. I had to not say the answer for ages and try and make funny answers before I said the real answer. Yeah, I thought that. You weren't doing that, were you, John? <laughs> I thought I thought I had to not say the actual answer, but just flounder like a penis. <laughs> a flaccid. Penis? Oh, sorry. How can you see from there? What? This is, this is generally the most competitive this stupid game has ever got. Because I'm not competitive, but he said to me just before Oh, no, we I'm came not competitive, on. he's competitive, I'm not competitive, he's competitive. <laughs> let's just play round two. Uh, let's hear the jingle. Games! Let's play together. Games! Let's play forever. Roll the dice, spin that thing. Put that there. Do as you're told. Games! If you lose, you get nothing. Games! If you win, you get gold. Regular listeners will spot that we've changed the jingle and indeed the title of this round. That is partly due to our tireless commitment to keep the show new, fresh and vital and partly due to a legally threatening letter we received from the 2012 committee about the illegality of using the word Olympics. So this series, Sebco, we are playing flat games, at least until we get a cease and desist from Terry Games, the inventor of all bloody games. Anyway, this week's game is our version of Yahtzee, which we're calling Yahtzee Germany. <laughs> Hello to our international listeners. <laughs> we have translated six songs into German using an internet translator. You roll a dice which determines the song. You have to sing the song in German. Once you're finished, your teammate guesses the song. And I can assure you none of the songs are 99 Luftballon or Deutschland, Deutschland über alles. So Ben and John, you are going to start. So there's your dice. Um, ben, do you want to go first? Happy to do it. You five. scored a five. There you go. <clears throat> If it's the shadows, I'm leaving. 
Hey, Haswari Jen! Teon Dunjing Rim! Untinder Sinke! Playing Nusi Peel! Laughing under running! Skipping under jumping! In the nibbling! Meet on scene! And see me here, me the bib! He's travelled to Jamaica and he's German. Okay, any idea what you think that might be? I just want him to carry on, to be honest. <laughs> I'll um, get to the good bit. It's American Pie. No. We can throw to the other team. Brown Eyed Girl! It was Brown Eyed Girl by Van Morrison. Tom and Bridget get another point. In fact, we'll throw it over now. Do you want to take over? Bridget, you roll the dice and you can sing the next song. Okay, that is two. We should do the numbers in German, shouldn't we? Uh, yes, go on. Three. No, it's not. <laughs> that's, no. that's three with a Welsh accent, isn't it? Eyes? <laughs> isn't it eyes, three? No, it's spy. Spy. Eyes, spy. With my eyes. Spy. <laughs> you can't show any <clears throat> Do you know what the song is? I think you have to do it out loud. <laughs> Although, to be fair, it didn't help me. Hilf, ich brache Jaman den Hilf, nicht irgend over, helfen Sie, fiffen Sie. Okay, go, go yeah. do the verse. Oh, yeah, I don't know what German is for verse. Oh, the next bit. All right. <laughs> no, you'll get this. Look, I'll do the first bit again. Okay. Hilf, Ich brache German den Hilf. Look at me as well. You can't Nick, sign it at him, you know that, don't you? Hilf and see, Hilf and see. Sounds like a cry for help. <laughs> John to roll. Three. There you go. John has number three. I cannot wait for this. Everyone got tissues, yeah? This is going to be pretty... pretty sexy. Wenn die Nacht gekommen und das Land ist dunkel und der Mond das Einzige liegt ich für die Sachen. And fick me, fick me. No, I'm not saying it. Nein, ich würde kein Angst haben. Oh, ich würde kein Angst haben. Everybody. <laughs> it's like Downfall the Musical. <laughs> it's going to end in a similar way. <laughs> Not so long, we stand, stand me by. Go on, Ben, any idea what it could be? I have no idea. Oh, we can oh, still. Can, we do can I give you the next line? Yeah, yeah. No. So, darling, darling. <laughs> stand by me! Oh. It was stand by me. Tom, you get either four or six. Which one do you fancy? 
fumph. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> Tom's already started dancing, he's not, not singing. Es nicht un engel wonken un von, jed mein gibt un wedding. Es nicht un wonk un licht un spaz mit jem und. Aber wenn ich sehe sie, hang on mit, nehmt un bär. Es ist nicht unge wonken un mit jem matchen sehen, und itchen willst du bären. Is it Tom Jones? It is not Unga Wonkan Zuke, and gender Z. What's it called? Abba Venedig, say he also the power. It's a source of vibration. Tom, I think we have a guess. It's not unusual. Yeah! That was very unusual. That was unusual. So, uh, at the end of that round, uh, which I believe did exactly what it set out to do, solve the Eurozone crisis, um, producer Ben, what are the scores? Tom and Bridget have five, and Ben and John have two. Oh! Ooh, everything to play for. As we race into the next round, it's time for everybody's favourite rejected CBBC idea, it's Beef Brothers! Well, if you've got a problem, don't call it a problem. If you've got a problem, call it a beef. If you've got a beef, beef. maybe we can help you. Beef Brothers sorting out your beef. Yes, it's Beef Brothers, in which someone from our audience puts a difficult life decision in the hands of four superior human beings, i.e. our panel. This week's beef comes from someone in the audience, which I believe is uh, Abby. Abby, you there? Hello. Abby says, my boyfriend's best mate practically lives in our spare room, despite the fact he has his own flat. He puts his clothes in my laundry basket and keeps, I hope that's not a euphemism, he puts his clothes <laughs> in my laundry basket and keeps a toothbrush in our bathroom. Ditto to that. Uh, weird, she ends with. Okay, so Abby has a You, Me and Dupree style situation, um, or a more popular film. Um, she... <laughs> She has an unwanted house guest in her flat. Um, so Tom and Bridget, you're the prosecution. You're on the side of Abby, Ben and John. Your, your job is to act as the defence team for the beefy, the person staying in the flat. Uh, but before we get to the heavy legal argument, it's time for a quick cross-examination. Does anyone have any questions for Abby? Anyone on the panel here have any questions for Abby? Um... Abby. No. <laughs> <laughs> Abby or... Yoko, should I? Hang on, am I on her side? You're on her side. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> it, by which you mean she's a wonderful artist and she does a lot for humanitarian causes. Um, how long, Abby, have you and your boyfriend been together? Four years. Four years. And how long has your friend and your boyfriend been, the friend and the boyfriend been friends? Five or six, I suppose. Okay, anyone else got any questions for Abby uh, that might inform their cause? Yeah. Abby. Or Yoko. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> Good call, dude. Good call. When he puts his, uh, uh, careful. Can <laughs> you go that German dictionary again? Um, when he puts his laundry in your basket, what do you do with it? Well, he's quite a hardcore cyclist, so lots of it is the really smelly, like, lycra stuff, so it's pretty disgusting, so mm. I ignore that stuff. And then he ends up sort of draping it on the radiators instead, which is probably worse. But does he put it in there in the hope that you'll wash his... I, I do wash some of it because it's just more hassle to separate it all out. Uh, so secretly you want to wash his pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, Abby, what does your partner think about this? Have you talked to him about it? 
He probably doesn't mind that much, to be honest. No, but have you said that you mind it? Um, I think I think it's probably pretty clear. But have you made it clear? <laughs> yes, I think I have. So your partner knows that you're not happy about this? Yes. And has he done anything or spoken to the cyclist? As we will be referring to him. <laughs> Abby, to what extent would you think that uh, your boyfriend's need to have a live-in mate is sort of representative of a level on which your relationship is failing to function? <laughs> Objection, Your Honour. Objection. Conjecture. Conjecture. <laughs> wow, hey. We was all thinking it. I just said it. <laughs> if you can try not to make members of our audience cry during the show, John, that'd be really lovely. I think that's quite enough information for our teams to make their cases on. On average, how many nights of the week is the cyclist around the house? Usually, at least two. And does maybe, he remain on the cycle throughout the course of the evening? <laughs> You don't have to answer that, Abby. You don't have to answer. I think we can all draw our own conclusion. Let's begin. Let's, I, I call upon uh, Bridget Christie to begin the case for the prosecution. Now, Bridget, you have exactly one minute to begin the case. Off you go. This is a woman who loves her partner, and they've been together for four years, and she wants to have a future with this man. Um, she is putting up with this friend, this cyclist, and she's, she hasn't complained. Uh, she's insinuated she's not too happy about it and yet her partner has not done anything about it at all. I think, and you have to think about this audience before you make your decisions, is that um, this man needs to have a white bicycle uh, that she... Um, you know, I don't know, it's gone. <laughs> the prosecution rests. <laughs> ah, the old white bicycle arguments. <laughs> the oldest legal trick in the book. <laughs> She's really cycled you into a corner, Richardson. <laughs> How are you going to deal with that? Um, you you're, make your case now for opening for the, for the defence, and really, like li literally anything you say. <laughs> Such conviction, though, Bridget. Such conviction at the, at the beginning. Yeah, about forty-five seconds in, it all fell apart. But uh, John, make your case for the defence starting now. I refuse to bring colour into this argument. <laughs> I would, I would simply say that when in 2005 Abby decided to build her home on a velodrome, <laughs> the very least she should have expected is the odd cyclist to pop round. For two nights a week this man is round to see his best friend, who he'll never see again once they're married, that's clear. They'll get married and the friend will be left to do a sort of Forrest Gump-style cycle round the world, <laughs> at which he'll reach the coast because we live in England and he'll cycle into the sea. Never be seen again, just a white bicycle floating towards Belgium or wherever it is, somewhere between France and Holland. <laughs> he wears the skimpiest clothing. It's not like he's a bodybuilder or a Michelin man. He's a cyclist, he has two items of clothing, they cling, they're tiny. The least you can do is sniff them and wear them around the house. <laughs> the defence or prosecution, whichever I am. <laughs> the defence rests. Thank you very much, John Richardson. So, Abby, are you, are you still there? How do you think yes. it's going so far? 
Um, I'm a bit confused. <laughs> you just see the my... panellists, they're all over the bloody shop. <laughs> Have you been reading our iTunes reviews? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so now we're going to throw over to the second prosecution, which I believe Mr. Tom Parry. Yeah, but I'm going to be def I'm going to be uh, prosecuting uh, in the style of my John Grisham lawyer <laughs> from a John Grisham novel or film, uh, Mr. Fanshawe Standen. Fanshawe Standen. All right. So Fanshawe Standen. To open the, uh, to, to conclude the case in, indeed for the prosecution and open it as well because Bridget did such a uh, <laughs> wonderful job as well. I meant to say wonderful job. We have Mr. Fanshawe Standen. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. I'm looking around the room this evening and I'm seeing a lot of y'all that I recognize from the town there. <laughs> I'm seeing there, I know you, you run the old butcher shop. And I see you there, for, I see you every Sunday in the church. I see a room full of good people here. And let me tell you something right here and now. We are good folks who drive cars. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> we ain't like none of them European like See them there balancing down the road on no cycle. Because Mr. Henry T. Ford, God rest his soul, gave us four wheels. What kind of a man? would take a chance on two wheels when he got four. An untrustworthy man. A pervert, not my words, but the words of Henry T. Ford. I'm gonna have to ask you to wrap up there, Fanshawe. You drive a cycle, you fiddle with the worst. You all know that the cyclist is as guilty as the next man. We will fry him. We will fry him. The prosecution risk. No further questions, Your Honor. That was the missing link between Henry Ford and Betty Ford there, I think. But, uh, so, Ben, to uh, conclude the case for the defence, you have one minute, starting right now. Well, I would say this, quite simply, that he's staying in the spare room. And when something's spare, you should let someone stay in it. If I have a spare piece of toast, <laughs> for example... You should let someone stay in that, should you? <laughs> I'll let someone else eat it. It's spare. I'm not going to be greedy and eat the spare piece of toast. Can I ask, have you got a spare piece of toast? Because <laughs> I ain't eaten since brunch. <laughs> So I would say, don't let this poor man go away a unicycle. Let him hop on your and your boyfriend's tandem. And by that, I mean, let him have sex with you both. <laughs> OK, that is your time. Slightly went off the rails there after that. So you have heard the cases both for and against, or at least you've heard people talking for the last <laughs> five minutes or so. Uh, like all good judges, uh, I'd made up my mind before I heard either side. However, I'm willing to throw this open to our live audience here at the Flatshare Slamdown. If you hit Tom and Ben, uh, sorry, Tom and Bridget even, and therefore uh, Abby, 
are in the right. I'd like you to applaud in just a moment, but if you think Ben and John speak the truth and the cyclist is in the right, then I'd like you to applaud for them. So let's start by Tom and Bridget. John and Ben. <laughs> no further questions, Joanna. I think, I think they're definitely, we're definitely going to rule there in, uh, in Abby's favour. So, uh, Abby, congratulations. We'll be round to beat the guy up later on, <laughs> later on in the week. If you have a, a flat or a house share based problem and you'd like to help us out, then the best thing is to come along to one of the remaining live records. We've got the 4th, 18th and 29th of April here at the Phoenix in Cavendish Square in London. We always have a jolly fun time, don't we, guys? <laughs> Oh, it's just like, having, just like having real friends. <laughs> I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, which either means I've died, or worse still, it's time for the quickfire round. Now, regular listeners will remember that last series, I made the mistake of letting Tom and Ben record the jingle for the quickfire round without any guidelines whatsoever. So this time, to avoid a jingle that lasts longer than the round itself, I have given them 20 seconds max in which to record a new jingle each week, OK? So you've got to have rules, otherwise you don't know how when you're having fun. Um, so let's hear the let's hear the all-new 20-second quickfire jingle. Here it is, here we go. Let's get on with the intro because with 20 seconds we haven't got long, so we can't waste time in this song. So here it is, without further ado, without mucking about, no palaver. It's the Quickfire round jingle, and as it sort of told us, uh, the final round is quickfire one. Uh, I'm going to ask a bunch of questions on tonight's specialist subject, which is light, and whoever scores the least points will find out firsthand exactly how many contestants it takes to change a light bulb. Because this round is quickfire, we need buzzers. So, uh, Tom and Bridget, those are yours. And Ben and John, let's hear yours. With feeling, guys, come on! <laughs> He's not recovered from shadow puppets. He really has. <laughs> He's a shadow of his former self after that. He really is. I'm toying with the idea of pointing out that it's fewer points and not less points, but I just... Stand up I stand corrected. Could you dock them two points for that, by the way? Um, let's, let's begin the quickfire round, OK? Please don't read them off the script here, Bridget. That sort of defeats the object. I was just seeing what you were doing. Look. <laughs> She's not competitive, all right? She's not competitive. OK, uh, which... I don't know who's going to trick us. Sorry, you're not competitive, you're paranoid. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> suddenly say it's the end of the it's show. It's the ghosts, they're tricking you. OK, well, let, let's start here. Which famous Thomas is usually credited with inventing the light bulb? Richardson. Edison. It is Thomas Edison. What was God's immediate opinion about light when he first saw it? Thought it was good. I think that was, he did think it was good. I think that was you, that was you guys. Fair uh, enough. A multiple choice question now. In Einstein's celebrated right. equation of relativity, which letter stands for the speed of light? <laughs> it's a multiple choice. Is it A, D, B, C, C, D, D, J, or E, G? Uh, I, I think I was just Tom there. DJ. It was not DJ, no. DJ. It was indeed E. Bridget, come on, it's just, it's just a podcast, all right? Hey, it's not real never life. Never say it's just a podcast. Every time you say that, someone who listens to podcasts dies. <laughs> Every time you say that, Richard Herring dies. 
What's faster, the speed of sound or the speed of light? Uh, John Richardson. It's light. I hadn't finished. What's faster, the speed of sound or the speed of light goods vehicles travelling on the M1? <laughs> it was, in fact, the speed of sound. Uh, what light from yonder window breaks? Tom. Tis good old Juliet. She's looking cracking tonight. <laughs> Close enough, it is the east and Juliet is the sun. How many sex therapists did it take to change a light bulb? Uh, Richardson? Something about screwing. <laughs> you are absolutely correct. <laughs> How many psychiatrists did it take to change a light bulb? <laughs> <laughs> Richard Christie. A few. Oh, I think I know this one. Uh, I'm going to throw it over to Ben Clark. Uh, one, one to change it, the other, uh, and then two more to talk to the light bulb about why it went out in the first place. Something like that? Is it, is it none the light bulb has to want to change itself? It certainly is. Oh. Delivered with such joy in your heart. Uh, what happens to light that refuses to refract? John. Well, it either reflects. <laughs> uh, I'm going to throw it over to Tom. It gets sent to prison. It gets sent to prison, yes! Yay! Oh, I see how these answers work. Yeah. <laughs> if you were eating beef lights, what would you be eating? Bridget. Diet beef. No. <laughs> it would be awful. You usually don't know how this is working. <laughs> it would be awful, usually from the lungs. And we will end with this final question. Why are some light bulbs livid? Because they're incandescent. That is the end of oh. comedy. That is the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, we've all had fun. Um, before we find out exactly who's won, there's just time for a few quick plugs. If you'd like to see Pappy's performing uh, live anywhere, the details of all of our gigs are on our website, pappyscomedy.com. You can also find us uh, on Twitter, at Pappy's Tweet, and on Facebook and Tumblr. We also have another podcast called Bangers and Mash, which you can find through iTunes or through our website. Uh, John, do you have anything you want to plug coming up in the future? Um, in April, I'm going to watch... Bridget Christie at the Soho Theatre. <laughs> what, and you want people to watch you? <laughs> You're I'm, so selfish. I, I really do like some space, so I really would hope that no one else would come. <laughs> <laughs> this plug isn't working, I should probably... Hey, wait. you know what, though? When you come and it's just me and you, I will so... <laughs> 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 What, it will you, be entirely audience participation. <laughs> what day, what I think I have a say in that. Yeah, when, when are you at the... Uh, 24th to 28th of April. Brilliant. Yeah. And uh, uh, Bridget, when are you going to be seeing John on tour? I won't either. <laughs> John, when are you on tour? I'm on tour from uh, last month. <laughs> and you can see me retrospectively at Paul Lighthouse Theatre <laughs> three weeks ago. But you, you can check my... Website. <laughs> <laughs> I went to say ass then. Already done it, my man. Forget the seats. Let's get this all the other way. So if you have any beefs you want our help with or you just want to chat and flirt, email us at flatshareslamdown at gmail.com. Please do come to the live shows oh. and look out for more details on Facebook Can and I Twitter, etc. Yeah. Oh, do you want to plug something? Yeah, of course, Tom. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and run the London Marathon uh, on the 22nd of April and I'm trying to raise money for Fab Kids, which is a great charity that helps children of all abilities integrate and muck about and have a good time. Um, so my webpage is justgiving.com forward slash Tom Parry run, run, run. <laughs> 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 so if anyone fancies sponsoring me, then uh, visit visit that, please. <laughs>
So, uh, yeah, do go on that page and donate some money. And if you are tweeting about the uh, show, please use the hashtag FlatSlam, or as Tom and Ben might say... Hashtag FlatSlam! We've got a tag! Hashtag FlatSlam! And we use it on Twitter! Hashtag FlatSlam! What's Twitter was about? Hashtag FlatSlam! They say it matters not to win or lose, but how one plays the game. Not in this case, I need that bowl change. So, producer Ben, what are the final scores? Ben and John have got seven points after a storming uh, quickfire round. Uh, but Tom and Bridget win with nine! Yes! Nine points! So Tom and Bridget are our winners, but getting ready to mount the Ripley Step Ladder is our week's losing team, John Richardson and Ben Clark. Either way, thanks to both our guests. We've been Pappy, and we'll see you next time ben on... Clark, you have got to change the light... No, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so close to finishing the show there. I not it through. Matt looks really angry with this. He does, he gets that way. He gets well, it's just way. because it's always like the show. I, I was literally. I said, "See you next time." Oh, and then you went. Wait, hang on a second. Hang on a second. I've got a great thing that will stop the show entirely and not really make anybody with, laugh. With all due respect, Matthew, if the listeners have made it this far, they are not expecting a slick end. <laughs> Uh, thanks very much for coming along tonight. Thanks for listening. If you have made it this far, we've been Pappies. We will see you next time on Flash Air Special guest, Bridget Christie and John Richardson. Devised by Pappies, the producer Ben Walker. Big thanks to everyone who came out to see the recording. To Orange Park, the bridge comedy guy, to Pete Havigas, and to Natasha Cappy for the help. Pappies Flash Air Slam is a fuzz production for the bridge comedy guy and the internet. Cheers, everyone. Bye.